This reminds me of my first experience in radio was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Greetings, humans and other entities. You're listening to Radio Eastside. I'm John. And I'm Riley. And you're listening to Breaking Waves, a show where we talk about our similarities and differences. Don't we, Riley? We do. What else do we talk about? Whatever we want to. (laughs) And what are we going to talk about today? Hive mind. Yes, the mind of the hive. When we we talk about hives, we're not just talking about beehives, although that's one kind of hive. And we're not talking about skin conditions. No, not those kind of hives, the itchy ones. Today we're going to talk about the idea of egregores. Very esoteric spiritual idea. Metaphysical. Uh, Metaphysical in the sense of the Greek definition of meta, which means beyond, beyond the physical, uh, where the mind lives. So an egregore is a being without a body, something that is the result of the mind or a group of minds, uh, more commonly. Um, An example of that uh, historically would be uh, people praying and uh, praying for, say, uh, an angel or a spirit to come and save them or help them. So if we go to the interwebs for some definitions, what do we find? So the Wikipedia page defines egregore as an occult concept representing a non-physical entity that arises from the collective thoughts of a distinct group of people. Historically, the concept was referred to as beings or watchers, and the specific rituals and practices associated with them, namely within Enochian traditions. As I mentioned uh, before, this concept, this word goes way back in time uh, and can be found in uh, many ancient uh, scriptures and books, including uh, the Book of Lamentations, uh, the Book of Jubilees, and the Book of Enoch, Here's an interesting snippet from uh, humanityhealing.net and they say, psychologically speaking, an egregore is that atmosphere or personality that develops among groups independent of any of its members. It is the feeling or impression you get when walking into a neighbourhood that feels different from the surrounding area or when visiting a club or association that has been around for a long time? It's um, a difficult thing to talk about, isn't it? Because 
it is something that requires people to come together uh, and think a certain way to, to be created, but then it also is a separate entity, but it can't exist without the people, so... Yeah, it certainly requires peeps, people to uh, to come into existence, and it makes me think of um, a term that I learnt uh, studying psychology, which is which is the gestalt or the gestalt of the mind or the gestalt of things, and this is um, came from a, a scientist back in the twenties. In psychology, and he proposed he was an academic. He proposed that um, the mind is made up of layers, uh, like an onion, and that our our conscious thoughts are just one layer of that. That also makes me think of Jung with his um, unconscious, uh, the idea of archetypes, and the collective unconscious. But this is kind of a collective conscious instead of an unconscious or perhaps it can be both i'm certainly familiar with that feeling when you go into um perhaps a new neighborhood or a building churches have a atmosphere about them definitely you pick up on the vibes of a place yeah the peoples that are around there but I think more broadly, uh, this concept also applies to other creatures uh, besides humans. And I automatically uh, think of fish that school in order to protect themselves and kind of swim in formation in these big bubbles of life. And birds as well that fly in formation. So is the idea that those creatures like working in like that kind of hive mind sort of way are they becoming an egregore and doing that or well i think that the egregores are created by the presence of beings um i think it's one of the aspects of life that we're largely unaware of or that most of us are is this uh entity that exists around any group of people. And I, I guess the most fundamental uh, group would be a family. So there would be a family egregore for every family. And uh, above that, you know, you have um, neighbourhoods and larger communities. And then you have the idea of societies which are largely created by governments, nations, countries... Um, I guess all these things would fit into that criteria of uh, being watched over by an egregore. Do you think they're like an inexorable part of living beings? They seem to pop into existence whenever you have uh, a group of people working with some kind of purpose towards some kind of end. Um, and it could really be any kind of activity what about things like uh franchises you know uh like mcdonald's or garfield 
you know. Absolutely. I think that uh, any kind of corporation or company or business fits within that definition. Um, and I think that uh, all of these uh, different kinds of groups, which most of us are a part of many uh, clubs and, I mean, how many card loyalty cards <laughs> do people accumulate these days? How many bank accounts do we have and how many uh, organisations do we need to interact with uh, on a daily basis these days? Uh, our life is really full of these kind of connections. So given that they're a non-physical entity, I suppose the way to measure their um, existence is through what is created when people come together, right? That's the fruit of it. So how do we know when they're there? How do we measure their existence? That's a very good question. Uh, are people aware that there are these entities all over the place uh, watching over us and perhaps directing us? Certainly when you're in an organisation or in a club, you ascribe to their pursuing their end state, I guess, or their reason for existing. Um, but I think most of us don't really think about um, these organisations and groups that we're belonging to as being bigger than the parts. Um, and this is, once again, the idea of the gestalt of things. It's the idea that the the overall result is much larger and greater than the sum of its parts. Um, like a person is, I guess, where, you know, uh, a whole lot of water and some other chemicals that are the structure of a whole lot of cells that form all these organs that um, work together to give us this amazing body that we get around in and somehow or other out of that springs forth me uh, the ego the idea of uh, what I am or who I am my conscious mind perhaps so you saying that makes me think of in cartoons or like tv shows when they have a whole bunch of little people bouncing around in someone's uh, mind Shoot, sending different messages to various places. Do you know the kind of uh, scene I'm talking about? You mean like the, the cartoon bubbles that pop up above people's heads? No, I meant like when they'll show like all these little people running around inside someone's brain and being like, we've got to you know, f send this off here and, you know, like the different parts talking to each oh, other. And stuff, oh, yeah. like in... Um... <laughs> Like in, what was that movie, that teens movie where there was like the devil and the angel on on the guy's shoulder and one was saying, you know, go and do it. Yeah, and the other well, one was going, don't do that. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, well, that's like a, um, yeah, that's a manifestation of it. Well, that's the mystery of our um, our internal dialogue, isn't it, and our thoughts. And are, there, are our thoughts ours? And, and are my thoughts even me? Um, and some people think that uh, 
if you're being like beset with certain kind of reoccurring uh, negative thought forms, you might actually be talking to an egregore. You might be, um, you know, hearing from one and and perhaps coming under undue influence. Huh, so you're kind of suggesting that um, this egregore could have a voice and that we wouldn't be able to tell whether it was uh, our own thoughts or the thoughts of yeah. this entity yes, that, yeah. that has been produced by us being a part of another group. There's something like that going on. There has to be for, if these, for these things to exist and for largely us to be able to go about our lives without ever considering or taking that into account. It kind of makes me think that perhaps the situation we're in, when you look at, um, and, and when you look at the world um, and your humanity on that kind of scale, which in these times we're constantly, we're constantly asked to do to consider ourselves um, in relation to these vast, uh, huge populations of people in our place in the world. I think there's one of two things going on here. Um, either these entities, which seem very powerful um, and seem to have a large amount of control over the outcomes of our efforts. Either these things are operating without any restraint or control whatsoever, um, and that would mean that nobody really takes into consideration the fact that they're there. Or perhaps another scenario is that most of us don't appreciate or understand the significance of these entities, but there are some who do, and perhaps they're the ones, uh, the egregore whisperers, who are in control of the world. What do you think? Well, I don't think it's possible for any humans to necessarily control the world, but to influence, most definitely. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about you know, above the banks, above the bankers and the royal families and the uber-rich or the one-percenters or whatever you want to call them that we kind of uh, commonly look to as the people pulling the strings, you know. The uh, the Wizard of Oz, the little man behind the curtain with the, the microphone, the bullhorn. Um, getting together is something that creatures and humans in particular uh, seem to do and it has different outcomes sometimes they are very positive um, community and fellowship are beautiful things and I believe you found some music that echo these sentiments Riley that's right John the young bloods back in 1967 brought out a song called Get Together. They were part of that whole California folk scene, East Coast, and here it is. Love is 
HealingHumanity.net In a cult or magical context, an egregore is a general imprint that encircles a group entity. It is the summary of the physical, emotional, mental and spiritual energies generated by two or more people vibrating together towards the same goal, being a sub-product of our personal and collective creative processes as co-creators of our reality. So this might surprise the listener, but there are academics and scientists uh, working in the field of biology and mind sciences who actually do experiments with meditation and prayer within uh, large groups of people and then analyse their results statistically um, in quite a scientific fashion to try and see whether there is anything to the power of a collective consciousness. And one of those um, people is Rupert Sheldrake, who's done many experiments. Um, he's very interested in the psychic ability of pets. And in fact, I have a book he wrote on that subject. But he's also engaged uh, some international uh, experiments with u- uh, universities uh, across the world where they have applied themselves to various tasks and uh, have indeed 
resulted in uh, statistical anomalies. So it's not as out there as you might imagine, this idea, this idea of the power of prayer or the power of meditation done on a large scale. Yeah, and there's all sorts of, you know, religious um, traditions that he's engaged in, like the holy pilgrimages and the uh, Anglican, um, because he's goes to the Anglican church and what he's what he's been able to uncover is that people that um engage in these kind of spiritual practices are less likely to get sick you know more likely to get better if they have issues going on so there's a lot to be said for it now there are some group activities that we humans engage in that aren't so positive. We've all seen images of riots and groups of people uh, behaving in totally psychotic way. The mob rule, the mob mentality, which uh, I think is an example of the egregore gone crazy, completely out of control. <laughs> and something that you hear people say when it comes to talking about whether it's like what the Nazi soldiers did back in World War II, or whether it's just a bunch of kids up to no good, but they'll say people are more likely to, you know, act out and do things they wouldn't otherwise do when they have the endorsement of the of the group. I guess there's that old term, the the madness of crowds as well. And, and following. I mean, there's something in all of us that... Um I think makes us at times want to follow the lead of others, particularly if you're operating in an area that you're unsure or don't know and you have someone around you that you look up to. Yes, and then that the propensity to do that varies as well from individual to individual. Yeah, I guess uh, what controls these entities and gives them their purpose? Um, I suppose if you look at it in terms of companies and corporations, and that's kind of maybe a good way to look at it, at the world at the moment, because everything's a company. Uh, most, Most people are companies. Most of the clubs you're in are some kind of private or public company, uh, even our, our governments, police forces and government departments are all incorporated now. They all uh, have a purpose and in terms of corporations and companies, their existence is based on generating profit, perhaps. To the detriment of the consumer? <laughs> perhaps <laughs> there lies the rub. Uh, perhaps there is a minor problem. I learnt, when I studied psychology, when I was doing my IT degree, I had to do units in psychology and they taught us about group dynamics, uh, stakeholders, shareholders. Uh, I found it quite interesting, uh, particularly when they were looking at the culture of organisations and the things that can happen within an organisation when there aren't any controls placed over activities, uh, behaviours or policies from the high level, from the top level, 
without uh, principles of operation, what happens is that organisations, generally speaking, or groups of people, will come under the control of the most dominant, uh, perhaps aggressive or forceful personalities. Oftentimes they're not working for the goals and objectives of their company at all. This is kind of a feral culture that pops into existence. And I've seen it plenty of times in in the groups uh, of people and organisations and clubs that I've been involved in. Well, in terms of, like, hierarchical, like, structures and roles, I feel like these kind of dynamics play out within groups. And people aren't, most of the time, aren't consciously aware of them, but will slip into these roles depending on the context and the people involved and you know in some situations a person could be a leader in other situations they could be the follower and yeah more to the idea that we've discussed in past episodes about how we tend to rub off on each other in all kinds of ways without even realizing it you know, we, we speak this, we start to talk the same, use the same language, we start to use the same um, body language and behaviours. Um, it's a really fascinating aspect of the human, human uh, communities and it kind of opposes the other force, uh, which is the divergence, the... The fact that if you go over a mountain to another village or another town, you will notice differences. Um, and perhaps these differences are caused by these egregores because they're all separate entities. And they're all different and they all develop their own atmosphere. Earlier, John, when you were asking about um, where these things come from, it brought to mind a sequence from the last book in the series of Don Juan books written by Carlos Castaneda, who was this uh, Peruvian anthropologist who made friends with this Mexican sorcerer and published a book back in the 60s. But this actually comes from the last book, which came out in 1998, called The Active Side of Infinity. But he basically puts forth the idea of the mind, these mind parasites that he calls the mind flyers. And the idea was that these things at a certain point came from somewhere else, maybe a parallel world or I think deep within the cosmos, you know, whatever that means. But the idea is that these things gave us their mind and uh, so, and they like feed off us. And I think in the, in the book he suggests that... Um, you can uh, gain sovereignty from these entities through um, rebuilding your like spiritual aura, which is the thing that they feed on. And most people just have this little aura that's just like covering their toes or whatever, but you can build it back up. Well, that's an interesting idea. How, how do you do that? Well, you'll have to read the book. Well, I've read most of his books. I don't remember that part. I don't remember about the aura rebuilding. Was it something to do with uh, peyote or mezcal? Oh, well, they're, <laughs> they're, they're always tripping out in those books. <laughs> there was a lot of tripping in those yeah. books. Uh, a lot of sorcery, a lot of uh, entities, uh, spirits, um, 
And for me, the most fascinating part was how he talked about uh, nature and plants as um, having these uh, personalities, yeah. these entities that you could react with. I, I remember the way you get rid of them. It's to um, have the courage to face infinity without flinching and approach your life without a stake in the outcome. And there just, you go. Uh, to, just to observe, basically. Hello, um, Max Egan. Yeah, well, that's where he quoted it from. That's how yes. I found out about it, yeah. To walk through the, the cannon smoke with a smile on your face. Folks, we're approaching the end of the show, but for anyone who wants kind of an entry level into this egregore idea, I found quite a good article that's on exemplore.com. That's E-X-E-M-P-L-O-R-E. And... It, basically, this guy just like goes through defining them, egregores, and then also the role that they could be playing in our modern world. And I thought it was pretty good. It's a article. Um, it should come up on when you type it in anyway, and it's by Satori. So, and we wish you all a happy and joyous. First week of winter. I hope you enjoy those autumn leaves which are still around. And we'll catch you next week with another episode of Breaking Waves. See you then, folks. Bye bye. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.